What's happening team? Welcome to the Type 1 Movement Podcast where I'm going to be sharing with you my tips, tricks and stories to help you lead the healthiest life possible as a Type 1 diabetic. I'm your host, Type 1 Tom. Just a quick disclaimer, any advice that I give will not overpower your medical professional, so please consult with them first if you're thinking of making any changes. Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Type 1 Movement Podcast. Now, we're this is the 41st episode, I think, and it's crazy, man, honestly. like I, I decided to create this podcast last year, and I was like, should I do it, shouldn't I do it? What am I going to speak about? Um, is anyone actually going to want to listen? And I get so many, I'm so glad that I did it. I get so many messages now off all you guys saying, hey, I love your podcast, man. Like, I found it so informative, or this thing helped me, or that thing helped me. And that's like such a surreal feeling for me. I'm so, so like grateful of you guys. So I really do appreciate you. So thank you very much. But it's a surreal feeling that people actually want to listen to me ramble on. <laughs> Um, but I love it and I'm so grateful. And like I say, 41 episodes, man, like that's crazy. I really didn't think um, it would go this far. So yeah, I love all you guys. Thank you. And as always, just leave me a rating and a review if you would be so kind and feel free to screenshot the episode and share it to your Instagram stories. Tag me at type1 underscore Tom so I can say thank you. And always feel free to reach out as well. If you listen to these podcasts, you've got me on socials, just drop me a message. You know what I mean? Let's connect. Let's have a chat because I'm all for doing that. So yeah, this really, guys, I just want to say thank you to you all for supporting me and for listening. So right, my story and why I do what I do, how I went from a chubby kid at school to being a coach for type 1 diabetics, I think it's important. If you guys are following my content and listening to my podcast, which obviously are if you're here, it's probably important that you kind of get to know me for me. And I try and put a lot of what's called connection posts out just to let you guys know about my life and um, what's going on personally with me. It's not just always um, like my clients and obviously delivering value to you guys, but I try and connect with you guys and I, I do get a lot back from you guys saying, oh, I can relate to that. Thanks for being open and honest. So really, I wanted to tell you my story today so you kind of get to know me and connect with me if, if possible on a bit of a deeper level. So I was wondering where should I start on this? I've got a few notes, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to start from school. So when I was at secondary school, I was a real chubby kid. I was a chubby kid. Um, and like a lot of kids, I did get bullied. Um, just more more called names and stuff. One of them that always sticks with me was Malcolm Meatballhead. Fucking kids are nasty, aren't they? Hey, Malcolm Meatballhead. So yeah, I was chubby at school in secondary school. And then it came to the last year when I was 16. And I decided to go and do something about it. So I joined a local gym, decided to lose some weight. So I started doing a bit of cardio, a bit of weights and stuff like that. Um, and I was doing that for about a year. And then I got heavily into wanting to because I lost a lot of fat, lost a lot of weight. I got heavily into wanting to get bigger. So I mean like bodybuilding style training and a few things that come alongside that as I progressed on that because I got completely obsessed with it and being big and muscular was just everything in my life. There's actually pictures of me on my social somewhere of what I look like. And yeah, at the time I was so obsessed with it. Um, I'll openly admit I was taking anabolic steroids at the time and this is when I was about 18, 18, 19. And I was just all for bodybuilding. Like getting big was just everything in my life. I didn't care about my health. It was just trying to get big. And then I continue that until I become 21. And 21 is when my life got turned upside down and changed. And I got diagnosed with a big T1. Now, 
the quick run over of my diagnosis story because there is like my first podcast episode was all on that so I don't want to go over that too in depth but yeah I was diagnosed at 21 um, and I remember like the first thing for me remembering was the kind of like a few nights before that I went out to a place called um, the Love Train in Manchester I was drinking loads of flavoured cider it's a sugary cider and we went for a curry as well and I didn't know I was tight and diabetic I was feeling proper ill at the time I had all your classic signs and symptoms, you know, weeing a lot, feeling lethargic, feeling tired. Um, and the last thing for me was the blurred vision. So I went to the doctors and my blood glucose was 36 moles or, uh, yeah, 36 moles. So it was um, pretty fucking high. I think that's around 648 milligram per deciliter. So it was high. So they sent me to hospital. I spent 24 hours in hospital. Um, I was just given insulin, said this is what you got to do. Um, not really told what it was about very much. And then I was sent home. And my first meal when I got home was um, a Chinese and a cheesecake. And yes, I went sky high because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So that's a brief thing of my diagnosis story. Now, um, you probably know if you've heard my stories before, like I, I loved exercise. Yeah, I was into bodybuilding and that, like I said, before I got diagnosed. Um, so it, it was weird for me not being able to, well, I thought I couldn't exercise when I was diagnosed. Because I was like, what the fuck, this is just going to be so scary. So I actually spent three months without exercise. Now, at the time, I was working in a call center and I was a doorman. Um, I was working in a call center and I was a doorman. So I'd just been diagnosed with this life-changing thing. I was working in a call center. I had to have some time off. I actually lost my job. So I was just doing being a doorman on the weekends and I got into security. And I went through like probably three or four months after being diagnosed i went through a severe bout of depression like it really did um hit me because i didn't really accept it at first i thought yeah yeah yeah. i did a little bit of research and shit like that um but i went through like um a severe bout of depression because i was out of full-time work excuse me i had this big condition that had just hit me that i didn't really accept at first um and i was just like going through a bit of shit at the time so i went through my first bout of depression and i um i remember still kind of how i felt at that time and i don't think i was just i think i kind of wanted to sit in that depressive state for a while until i kind of pulled my finger out my ass a little bit um got a little bit of help and then i decided to kind of switch my mindset a bit because before before all this I was a very I was a very victim person so I was always why me why has this happened my life shit and I think that probably had something to do from being bullied at school and I, I know like a lot of us have been bullied but I was a very sort of victim mindset person I was very negative and I mean yeah I have my moments now do you know what I mean I'm not always happy go lucky but I'm aware of it and I work on it um so before being diagnosed with type one, I was I was like that. And then this type one hit me a lot. I got in a depressive state and I decided to try and speak to people, get help and pull myself out of it a little bit. And I was like, you know what? I need to get my life in order. I need to get my life in order. I've not really got a proper job. I've just been diagnosed with this life-changing condition. Um, I was like, right, what? so what the fuck am I going to do? And and when I started getting into the gym when I was 16, I thought, yeah, why, don't, why not do this as a career? But then I realized I had to go back and reset on my GCSEs because I wasn't the best at school. I was skiving a lot, um, not going to lessons and shit. So I was like, you know what? This is when I was 16, when I left school. I was like, oh, I just want money. I'm just going to get a job. And I worked in a sweet factory at first. So I kind of toyed around with the idea 
of becoming like a PT, but I would have had to go back to, to college for a couple of years and reset my GCSEs and never wanted to do that. So anyway, I've been diagnosed with type one, I went through a severe bout of depression and at the time trying to pull myself out of it, I was like, right, I need to get my life in order. What do I want to do? And the thought of becoming a PT come back to me and I was like, right, what do I need to do? So I did a bit of research and I found out that I had to get my fitness instructor qualification before, which is level two, before I could get my level three. So I tried to, I had this complete mindset switch and I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking get these qualifications. I'm going to see what happens. So I completed my level two, started working in a local gym at the weekend, teaching classes. Um, and then they put me through my level, level three personal training, my PT qualification. And then I become a full-time fitness instructor. So I was employed as a fitness instructor with the hope of always becoming a personal trainer. I'd thought about the idea of maybe coaching other type ones, but it was more just I want to personal train people, yeah? So I completed my level two and three. Things were going all right. My mindset was was, was building up a little bit. I had a positive outlook on stuff. Um, but in terms of like managing my diabetes, there was still a lot that I... I struggled to find out information-wise. So I'm, be, I'm becoming a fitness instructor. Um, things are going good and that, and I'm just doing loads of research on how to better manage diabetes around exercise and that. There was fucking nothing. There was absolutely nothing I could find, really, on the internet or blogs or anything like that. I could say I had to pretty much self-teach uh, myself everything about glucose levels and exercise and stuff like that. So anyway, back to my career. I become a fitness instructor and then I stopped that because the place where I was working was like, yeah, 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 we're going to make you a PT and they never did. So I stopped that, stopped full-time income and I went to a pure gym, become a self-employed personal trainer and I was like, I'm going to make this work or I'm not. It's as simple as that. And I did actually make it work. It was pretty good. Um, and then I moved to a unit up the road and started still coaching people in person, doing like small group coaching and stuff like that. And then I was like, right, I'm just going to, I got a few inquiries from people like in the States and stuff and not local to me. And he was like, hey, can you coach me? Like some of them were type one, some of them wasn't. So I decided to build um, a coaching program online for people. And I was just helping people with, with like general fat loss or health and fitness goals and stuff. Um, and then it was going back probably, for say, just over a year ago. Um, yeah, just over a year ago now, and I decided, um, well, at the time of recording this in 2020, I decided that I wasn't really getting fulfillment from just helping people lose body fat or achieve a health and fitness goal. So I sat down and actually thought back what I'd done with myself over the years from being diagnosed to being so scared of exercise, not exercising for three to four months, um, and everything that I'd done to enable me to live a long and healthy life with type 1 diabetes and exercise. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go all in. And I'm going to just help type 1 diabetics. Yeah. I'm just going to help type 1 diabetics. And I was helping some a little bit, but it wasn't fully around the blood glucose. This was a couple of years ago on that. So yeah, just over a year ago, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in all in and just coach type 1 diabetics because I believe that I would be a good leader and hopefully I am because you guys are showing me that and also I'm relatable as well because I understand the struggles that we go through because I go through them myself. Um, so that's basically how I got into doing what I what I do because the main, the main point, the main reason that I got into it is because I remember being diagnosed and I wanted to lead a healthy life and exercise but I couldn't find anything to help me at all. There was no programs, there was no one like me around at the time 
there was nothing. There was nothing at all. So I just had to kind of do it all myself. And it was so frustrating and so confusing. I made so many mistakes. But you know what? I take a positive from that because today I'm able to help and coach other type 1 diabetics, improve the glucose control, achieve their health and fitness goals, and live a long and healthy life because of all the mistakes that I made. Because of all the mistakes that I made. So I learned from my, my I, I kind of learned from my mistakes. And now I've been able to create these mega programs to help and coach other type 1 diabetics. And big up to all my clients, if anyone, single one of you is listening to this or anyone that's completed any of my programs, I love you all and I appreciate you because you guys are why I do what I do. So thank you for supporting me. And yeah, so I basically, that's my story pretty much in a nutshell and why I do what I do. Hopefully, you get some motivation or a little lesson from that. But I did kind of, um, like I say, went from a very victimized why me mindset to to trying to better my life because I was at rock bottom at the time. And I honestly believe that when you're at rock bottom, when you're pushed back against the wall, when everything's getting on top of you, is when you will make the best progress in your life. That's when you push back, yeah? You push back hard when you're feeling resistance. And I always say that, push back hard when you're feeling resistance. When shit's really hitting the fan and you're at rock bottom, push with everything you fucking got and you will become stronger. And I can guarantee you that. So, guys, bit of a recap. Obviously, chubby kid at school, 16, got into exercise last year at secondary school, got into bodybuilding, everything that come along with it. My goal was just to get as massive as possible. Diagnosed with diabetes at 21, not really much of a career head fell off, went into a severe bout of depression and decided, right, I need to sort my life out, decided what to become a PT. Um, spent a few, obviously, years like just fitness instructing, personal training. I then decided I didn't get anything from it. So decided to take my skills that I learned over the years through being a type 1 diabetic to create programs and help and coach other type 1 diabetics. And yeah, hopefully you can get some sort of motivation from that. Guys, I would love to hear your story. So if you're listening to this and you've got me on social media, yeah, drop me a DM and let me know your story. Let me know your the turning point in your life because that was diabetes being diagnosed was the turning point in my life, right? And I think we all get those turning points in our life, whether it be um, growing a stronger mindset, changing career or something. I'd love to know your story and your turning point. Guys, that's just about it. If you enjoyed this episode, you got something from it, please leave me a rating and a review. And remember, screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories or on Facebook and tag me at type1 underscore Tom. Guys, hopefully that's given me and you a little bit more of a connection. Hopefully you can relate to some of the points that I made along the way. And yeah, thank you very, very much for listening. I do appreciate you. And I'm I'm speaking to you now. You listening to this, wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing right now, I want you to take a few seconds and I want you to know that I appreciate you and I appreciate all your support. Guys, thank you very much. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. Peace. <laughs>